Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Home is Where the Hallmark is. You're listening to us on Chairshot Radio, which you can find at thechairshot.com. I'm Liz Puglisi and I'm joined with Amber Teasley. And today we're going to go over a few things, but our main discussion is we're going to start reviewing Chesapeake Shores from the very beginning. How are you doing tonight, Amber? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Some nice warm weather up here. So I'm sitting in front of a fan. So if you hear the feedback, it's my fan, but I'm not turning it off. It's getting a little, it was cool for a couple of days and now it's getting a little warmer, but it's not supposed to get over like 85 for the next week or so. I'm ready for the fall weather. I'm ready for the fall weather and I'm ready for fall fest. Oh yeah. Fall harvest all the way here. I keep calling it a fall fest. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I want to go over our first set of Fall Fest movies for this weekend because it starts uh, Saturday. So exciting. <laughs> I know, it is very exciting. Um, it looks like Saturday, September 11th at 9 p.m. on the regular Hallmark Channel is Roadhouse Romance. Um, the synopsis on that is the country music fan. Callie, who returns home from military tour, is determined to continue her late grandfather's legacy while TV director Luke is in town, and he teaches her that sometimes it's best to look forward instead of back. Um, it looks like we've got a newcomer actress on this one starring. It's uh, Lauren Elena, who plays Callie, and then we have our Tyler Haynes, who plays Luke, which, you know, he's been in a lot. I think this is his 10th movie with Hallmark. And I know he's one of your favorites. He's definitely my favorite, and he's definitely um, a fan favorite. His fan base just continues to grow and and grow. He's very popular on social media. His fans are pretty pretty hardcore, pretty pretty wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've enjoyed all of his though. I think he's kind of natural at it. Um, he seems to have good chemistry with. The majority of his of his co-stars, I really enjoyed um, 
the mistletoe secret oh yeah i remember that one last year that was a good one and of course it's christmas eve yes that was probably one of my favorites um it's Christmas Eve. Of course, I love Leanne Rhimes. I've always been a huge fan of hers, so I really enjoyed that movie. He was really good in that movie as well. Yeah, um, definitely one of my favorites. I thought she was amazing in it. I think she's amazing in everything, but, oh, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I was just going over some things because I didn't really know who she was. I hadn't really heard a whole lot about her. And uh She's from Georgia, and she was a runner-up in the 10th season of American Idol, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, She's done a lot of songs and singing with other um, famous people, like, I think, like, oh, I can't remember who it was. Um, Let me see if I can. She was with Matina McBride. Blake Shelton, Alan Jackson, Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan. She's done stuff with all of those people. So she's done quite a bit of country music. And then um, he is actually, I didn't know that he actually has directed and produced and written. And he's actually a musician, too, as well. And he's from Canada. He actually, Tyler actually started um, in the Canadian version of um Broadway so he he sings as well so I'm curious to see if he'll sing in this one I don't think he sang in any of the other ones other than maybe some you know holiday humming you know while they're decorating like they like they do but yeah he actually starred in um the musical version of ironically the Christmas Carol in in, in Canada that's how that's how he got his how he got his start Okay. Yeah, and he, he was in Unreal. I never, I didn't even remember that. I watched that show for a long time. It was on um, one of the cable channels, and it was about a reality TV show. It was kind of like a showing behind the scenes of, like, The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. Oh. And he was in that, and I didn't know that. <laughs> I watched every every season of that show. He's been in a lot of shows that I I heard of, but I don't I never watched The Firm, Warehouse 13, Saving Hope. So he has a he has kept busy his his whole career, and now we're lucky enough to have him with us on Hallmark. But the funny thing is, the Letter Kenny show that's as mm-hmm. that's as awesome Hallmark as you get. <laughs> it's filthy. It's so crazy. This show, Jason would probably like it. It's it's insane. It's it's a very strange, strange show. What was it called? Letter Kenny. It's a Canadian show. Never heard of it. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. I think it's like on FX or something. If you're a Tyler Tyler Hines fan, definitely um check it out. So um okay, before we make this the Tyler Hines uh, episode, which we'll probably have one. Um <laughs> Sunday brings us our second movie in the fall harvest. And if I keep calling it fall fest, I apologize. For some reason, that's stuck in my head, which is um, Sunday the 12th at 9 p.m. And that's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, um, which I, t- I really love the ones on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Don't get me wrong. The ones on Hallmark Channel itself are fab. But the ones on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries tends to have a little bit more meat than a little bit more, um, well, drama, basically. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah, so Redemption in Cherry Springs brings us 
Uh, after a fallout from the story, reporter Melanie goes home to Cherry Springs for a break. That sounds very familiar, but that's okay. When a friend disappears, she uses her skills to get the truth to the local detective's dismay. I'm down for this. I am a big co- cozy mystery reader, and cozy mysteries are basically like light. They're basically Hallmark movies, but, but like in mystery form. Um, they're very light. They're easy reading. The, the heroine is usually some female who has nothing to do with detecting anything. Like she's usually a baker or something. <laughs> and she loves solving mysteries and she's always dating the cops. So I, I'm down for this completely. Um, so it stars uh, Rochelle Ice. I cannot say her last name, so I apologize, as Melanie. And Keith Robinson as Jake. And Frankie Faison as Joe. Um, Rochelle is from New York City, so she's a hometown girl. And she's very well known for April and Mistresses. But if you're a Criminal Minds fan, she was Savannah. She is the one that stole Shamla Moore for us when they got married and left the show. Um, this is her second Hallmark movie, which her first one was A Christmas Tree Grows in Colorado. I remember watching that one. Was that last year? That was 2020. Yes, it was. I like that one a lot. That one was really good. I remember originally thinking that's a weird title, but that one was really, really good. And that one threw me for a loop. I remember watching it. I didn't see it when it was first on. I saw it, you know, in one of its replays and it tricked me because I thought the first guy was the guy that was going to be like the lead. And I'm like, and don't get me wrong. He was great. But I'm like, okay, this isn't your typical Hallmark guy. But then the other guy came, you know, uh, came in. Yeah, it was a really cute one. I really... I really like that one. That one was really um, well done. So this is her second one. Yeah, this is her second one. And he's been in... I lost my page. Hold on. He's been in... It's his first leading role for Hallmark. Um, he's most famous probably for being known as C.C. White in Dreamgirls. But this is his first Hallmark film, but his third appearance. Have you seen any of the ones that... He was in. Oh, actually, actually, I don't think they aired actually yet. He's actually going to be. Oh no, maybe he was. Um, there's a Christmas love story. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the list here. Looks like he was supporting in the oh, reading yes. room, which I've never, I don't, I've never seen that one. You know what Hallmark movie he was in? Some of the, I apologize because some of these, they have very similar titles, which we're going to dedicate a whole podcast to. He was in the one with um, Kristen Chenoweth and yes, and um, Scott and Wolf. Wolf, which I really, really enjoyed, but also was like, you have to be kidding me with that twist where he adopted the son she gave up. Like, okay, um, that was a really, really good one. That was a really good one, and the other one was, I believe, Scott after- Wolf. I loved him. Oh, yeah, I love Scott Wolf. I'd love to see him more of them, you know. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing in the um, the Ashley and Kimberly Williams, the one and the two, because there's a Sister Swap, a hometown holiday, and Sister Swap, Christmas in the City. Those are all new this year, and Krim- Kimberly Williams and Ashley Williams are both in there, and so is Keith Robinson. He's going to play in them too, as well. Yes, on IMDb, they're listed as Christmas at the Madison Part 1 and 2. So it'll be interesting to see what title they um they end up as. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing um both of them. Um, they both sound really good. I'm, I, you know, I wish Lauren a lot of luck. He's adorable. So I can't wait to see uh, how that one... Yeah, out of the two, I'm probably most... Um, out of the two movies they're playing this... Saturday and Sunday. I'm most interested in that Redemption and Cherry Springs. I think it's going to be really interesting. This will be my first. I think I haven't really watched a whole lot of the regular movies on um, the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I've mm. usually watched just the Christmas ones. Mm. Um, but this will probably be one of the first two or three I've watched um, that yeah. aren't Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, they have some great ones on there. They have a lot of a lot of good stuff. As much as you know, I'm looking forward to um Roadhouse Redemption. I still can't laugh without um Roadhouse Road, Romance. Like Road I'm House. still expecting like Patrick Swayze to come back from like I you know. know. <laughs> I know. I I keep getting all my words wrong tonight. I apologize. I'm gonna blame it on my bad tooth and the medication I'm taking. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to Redemption in Cherry Springs. It's also a stellar cast and. The storyline's a little bit different, a little bit, bit more meat to its bones, so that'll give us something too. Yeah, I think so. Really dig into. Okay, and then we're gonna talk about some. We're gonna do a couple of top tens, I think, for next week. And I think Liz, you were gonna discuss how we're gonna get that information for those um, top tens. So yeah, so we're gonna be starting. Um, so through advice for a couple of people that have listened and thank everybody who has listened um, and for all the feedback. Even though some of you are very close to us and probably lying and being like, oh, yous are great. We know we know we weren't great, but we're just having um, some laughs together. So I'm going to be starting an Instagram just for the, the podcast. Um, probably be abbreviated because at home is where the home at home is where Hallmark is. It's a little long. I know on the logo there's a the. I have to get that taken care of, but that's not the end of the world. Um, so I'm going to be posting now. I'm going to be trying hashtagging and, you know, adding, you know, at the actors and actresses and the different Hallmark hashtags to try to generate some feedback. I'm going to be putting up um, asking, you know, who's everybody's favorite actress, you know, to rank their favorite actresses. And I'm going to try to keep track best I can of those that have mentioned the most actors and actresses. And next week, we're going to give you the 
uh, first top 10 um, actors and actresses from, from the movies. And even though we feel like we see the same people over and over quite a bit, there's really so many of them, you know? Yes, there really is. There really honestly is. <laughs> when, when Amber ranks her as one to five, I'm going to be Chad Michael Murray. That's okay. Okay. Um, so... You know, I can't help it. I'm a One Tree Hill girl. I grew up with that. I just love it. There's, there's so, there's so many. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I've already, I already got some interesting feedback um on my Facebook post and a couple on Twitter. So we'll see. We'll see what they come up with, and you know, we'll add in hours and we'll discuss their best movies, what we like about them, who won the list. We wouldn't pick. You never know. It should be fun. So if you see it, make sure you answer. So if you listen to this comment below where you're listening and tell who are your favorite all right then that brings us to what this whole show is about this first season of chesapeake shores what did you think liz i have really okay so i loved uh cedar cove right loved it they took that from us right loved it I loved When Calls the Heart from the very beginning until about two seasons ago. That's a whole other conversation because I feel (laughs) it's still really, really good and I adore everybody that's on it. I just feel like they changed the tone of the show and it just became a whole um, love triangle and so much drama. I think it kind of got away a little bit of what it initially was about and of course shows have to grow and change you know, to stay interested, but I just think for me, this is just my opinion, for me it went off the path um, a little bit. Um, it's still an amazing show, I just don't watch it as religiously as I did before. So, okay, so we're starting from the beginning, and it's now in season five. So right. I went into this saying, I'm not going to fall in love with it. I'm not going to, I know it's still going on, right? I know it's probably going to have a season six, but knowing as we do, that Jesse Metcalf leaves, right? I was like, I'm not I'm emotionally invested in this storyline. So normally spoilers don't bother me, right? I could care less about spoilers or couldn't care less, whatever the saying is, feel free to correct me. I I can read about a movie, I read about a TV show, then go watch it. Even if I know what's gonna happen, I don't care. It's still gonna affect me. I'm still gonna be into it. It doesn't bother me at all. I've tried to go into this one not knowing anything, right? Right. And I mostly I mostly accomplished that. There was a couple of things I had to like go back and check. Um, so a couple of little like little things here and there with both. I mean, obviously I know Jesse leaves, you know, so there's no happily ever after for them. Um, and so for the most part, I went in blind, which was which was good, which was refreshing. I just have very strong feelings about some of them. I, I don't know if I like set myself up for failure. Don't get me wrong, I love the show, and I can't wait to see the rest of the season. But I don't know if I was like, okay, I'm not gonna love it. I'm um, I'm not gonna let myself love it. So like, I'm really like, oh, I like a, a little more um, and attached to it than maybe I normally would have been. And um, I it's a really great show. I love Treat Williams. I love him. Uh, I think I think he's great. I think every character is really good. I just think some of them, I, and it's a personal thing. You know, it's it's a personal thing. Yeah, some of them I struggle with a little bit. Um, because yeah. you've got you've got uh, of the O'Brien family, you have Abby, mm-hmm. um, played by Megan Ori, right? Treat Williams, who's Mick, the mm-hmm. the father, 
and you have Diane Ladd, who's uh, grandma, mm-hmm. and then you've got Jess. I think she's the youngest. I was yep. going to talk to you about that. I think she's the youngest, and then it's Connor. And Connor. And then Kevin. Well, maybe Emily or Bree. I'm sorry. Bree yeah. and Kevin. I'm not sure which one of them is older. And then I think Those Abby two, might be the oldest. Abby's definitely the oldest. Bree and Kevin. I'm a little confused who's who's next. But then it's definitely Connor. And Jess, because there was, you have to cast her, because that's one of the things I had to go back and check, because Jess says that they were all older when the parents divorced. Yeah, she was kind of the one that kind of got left left there. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why she's so unsure of herself. She's the one I had the biggest issue with, because, listen. I I have an issue with her and Brie. Like, and it's not really that I have an issue with them. It's just I have a hard time. I, I don't necessarily unlike them, but I just, it, it just kind of gets on my nerves, which is kind of funny because she's my husband's favorite character and he loves the actress. He thinks she's beautiful. But <laughs> I, I just I have real hard trouble liking her and Brie. I just. Here's my take on the two of them or how I feel about them. And then, you know, you tell me, you know, yours, we'll see what's the same and what's different. For the character of Jess, I guess I don't even know. I don't know how old she's she's supposed to be. Um, but I know they mentioned the mother. Their parents are married when the mother was nineteen and the father was twenty three. So that, that's pretty young. And Abby is now supposed to be the same age as when the mother had five kids, twelve and under, or something like that. So for me, for Jess, I mean, there's billions. I shouldn't say billions, but there's millions of people who come from divorced families. My parents you know, were divorced. And um, I know it's not the same for everybody, but it's like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm from a divorced family. You know, like, there's no... And the situation's obviously ex- ex- extremely different, but I didn't I didn't grow up with my father. And that's not to say, you know, anything negative, you know, right. at all. I'm friends with my um, half-sister. We, we speak on, you know, Twitter quite quite often, but mostly, especially about Hallmark. Um, but it just the character of Jess just comes off like so stereotypical for TV, like so angsty and like doesn't want to grow up, doesn't want to not she has no responsibility and it looks obviously doesn't have any responsibility in her parents breaking up, but she doesn't want to take any responsibility that she's not trying either. You know, like right. I just wanna keep shouting out her, grow up, you know, like grow up. And this isn't just like, okay, my parents are divorced. This is how, like, my family handled it. It's, it's not that. It's just that the character was so grated on my nerves because she was so, you know, childish. And I get it. I'm not knocking anybody who comes from a divorced family. Every family is completely different. But for me, the character of Jess was just so stereotypical of, like, a bratty child who just didn't want to um, let anything go or, you know, try at all. And that's common in, in real life, too. But it also, it wasn't just with the mother. Like, the father, he's trying to. Like, he wants to help her. No, 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 no. And it wasn't any, it wasn't like, no, you know, I really want to do this on my own. Blah, blah. It was just, like, rude and nasty. And it just, like, I just felt like it was, like, overdone. You know, like, yeah. every conversation with her was like that. So that was, like, okay, it got old, like, really quickly. And then as for Brie, I mean, 
this is going to sound weird because every family has their, you know, black sheep or outcast. And I'm not saying that Bree's a, uh, a black sheep, but I just felt like at least initially, like she didn't, um, her and Connor, you know, they didn't like, because they were blonde, she didn't fit with the family, you know? Yeah, I have trouble. And I have the, trouble with her. She's not like the other ones. And I just kind of, yeah, maybe I mean, it's the California writer or the, you know, maybe it's slightly different because, you know. I mean, every every sibling's different. I, you know, my brother, my our sister, you know, we're all different, you know, but we're all also quite a bit alike, you know. And I don't know, she just didn't, you know, it seemed like her and Connor were always the odd ones um, out. But I just feel like she didn't, at least the first few episodes, didn't really gel. You know, she was very much lost. I get that. Um, I totally understand that. I don't know. I just, those two, I had the biggest issue with Jess because the character was just written like such a spoiled brat. And Brie, I think they took so long getting to what her issue was. Or really yeah. like, delving into her background. I'm like, okay, what's bothering her? Because it's breaking out now. We've had basically three episodes like for the pilot. Like, tell us what's going on. That you couldn't warm up to her. No. Yeah, I agree. Because you just kind of... I, it's like you had trouble connecting with her character like you know they're just kind of and they didn't really even I don't think they really gave her a very good storyline other than like you know the other ones have a little bit deeper you know you've got Kevin who's in the military you know and Abby who's going through so much and then you've got Connor who's you know really get into the lawyer thing and she just kind of her storyline just wasn't she didn't really, I didn't really think she had enough until you got towards the end of the first season and you found out about the, her boyfriend cheating right. on her. And, um, mostly it was, she was just a writer who couldn't write. She was struggling writing. I think she was a playwright and then she decided she wanted to be an, you know, an actual book author. Mm-hmm. And I think that was her primary, uh, storyline for like almost half this, you know, over half the season. <laughs> I think I think too they've had so many scenes where it was like, well, what is she doing? Or like when she was doing the yoga, like in the early episodes, like what is she doing? I have no idea what she's doing. Like if the family can't connect with her, we can't connect with her. Right. So it's like I know she was all living off in Chicago and this that and other thing, but they were all you know scattered. Or I think it was Chicago. Anyway, it's just like they made it hard to connect with her. I like the character. I like the actress a lot, but those two were. Um, it took a while. It, it took a while. I'm, I'm much more on um, uh, Bree's side uh, now, but yeah. just, just, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't. My accent, I cannot. She's definitely. Jess is definitely the core definition of the baby mm-hmm. in the family. Um, I don't know. I'm an only child, so <laughs> I've got it all. <laughs> It, 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 of 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 us three, I, I'm the baby. I'm I if I'm like that, somebody slap me. <laughs> if if you, you're listening to this and you've watched the show, and you think I'm like Jess, next time you see me, slap me. Just tell me this is because you're like Jess, and I I won't say anything. I I hope yeah. I mean she's just she's just so bratty. She she really is. Um, and I get it. She has a lot going on. She's trying to stand on her own two feet, but like, you can do that and not be a jerk. You know, but it's a TV show. 
I weird. think out of all of the children, she's probably the hardest on the mom, which I can, I can, I can see being, you know, angry with the mom, but it seems like all the other ones could kind of, maybe it's because, you know, Jess and Connor were the younger ones when it happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why they, you know, Connor didn't seem to have as much trouble with the mom. He did at first. Right. For her coming back, but then later on in the season, he got a little bit more, you know, regretful in things he was saying mm-hmm. to her. But I just felt like Jess, she's just, <laughs> she, she wasn't going to let it go. <laughs> uh, she took it to another level. And it's like, they're, it was a little confusing, too. It's like, okay, they're adults. Had they, did they never see her until, like, she popped up? It took me a few minutes. But that's one thing I had to go look up. I was a little confused. Like, did they never see her? Like, I know Abby saw her because she was, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was, I found was a little confusing. Like, did they see her or did, like, they never see her and she just popped back up now? If she just popped back up now, I totally get that much um, hostility. And, listen, like I said, everybody's different. Everybody, every family's different. There's probably a ton of reasons to have um, hostility. I'm not just trying to base this on being, you know. Yeah. Coming from um, a, a divorce family. I just think I feel like it was overdone for one character. Like, spread it out a little bit, you know. And it wasn't just with the mother. It was with everything. Anybody who tried to help her, you know, she was hostile. And even when we found out about the, um, this is going to sound horrible. This is going to sound truly horrible. Even when we found out about her nightmares and everything. The boat crash. The boat crash. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry, people, but I, I didn't care because I didn't care for the character. Like, I thought, oh, that explains a few things. That's why she's maybe, you know, she's not sleeping well. She she needs therapy. She has PTSD. Not knocking PTSD at all. Absolutely horrific. But they made the character, to me, to me, so unlikable before that. I didn't care. And I feel like they kind of threw that in there because they were trying to make her more Give her more of a um, connection with the older, the, you know, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why they did that. Yeah. Um, I found another character I did not like, which is not on here, and I do not have her name. Um, I do know her name was Georgia. That's his, that's Kevin's fiance. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to, I have to beg a favor before we get to Georgia. Can we discuss um, Lee for a minute? Lay, however you want to say her name. Traces. Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The country, um, his country singer, yeah, band member. I can't remember what she plays. Um, so okay, so let me just say this: she's a great character, actually. You know, I actually connected more with her than I did with, you know, we did with Jess. But we, I shouldn't laugh. I'm no model. Right now, if you could see me, you'd be like, "Yeah, scary." Why do you, why do you have the um video on? Turn it off. So, you know, by far, I'm no model, but I don't know what look they were going there for, going for with, with her. When she first popped up, when he went back and he was looking for Axel and she comes out and you see her, at least, I, you know, that's when I, when I saw her for the first time, when she comes down the stairs or whatever. I was like, what look are they going for here with the not really kind of this hard rock country, you know, look yeah. with the almost. They wanted it to be a little bit like, I think edgy is what they were going for. Edgy, that's, that's the word. Of. And I guess maybe it was the edginess that Hallmark kind of felt like they could go without going too far. The hair was ridiculous. 
Yeah. It was kind of a combo between like dreads and wigs. Dreads, which dreads are, I've totally, you know, they're cool, but like they didn't do them very well (laughs) on her. It was dreads and beach waves. It beach waves. It had that thickness and that um that that texture, you know, that you'd associate with um with dreads, right? And there's many, many, many millions of people out there with gorgeous dreads. They really mm-hmm. are. And some of them are tight. Some of them are, you know, a bit looser. I have zero knowledge of dreads. Dreads. I'm just going based on what I've seen on on people. So they kind of wanted that like edgy, you know, funky, you know, look for her. But then they turned them into beach waves. And she, she came, the, the appear, I liked in the character, I liked the character, but she came off as like this, the look, it was like something out of like the CW that I see on like Gossip Girl or something, where like this spoiled rich girl was just trying to get a rise out of her parents and was pushing her look. Yeah. As, as far as she could. I, I literally, again, I'm, I'm no model, but I was like, what? I don't understand. I don't know if it was a wig she was wearing, because Hallmark has a history of like, horrible horrible wig when calls the heart when it was Erin Krakow had to wear a wig it was it was awful it was awful with all their money they should be able to and I said this last week too they should be able to afford better wigs I didn't I didn't mind her um her character I don't know if she pops up more throughout the seasons or whatever but I just I didn't mean to take you off course from from Georgia no no but I I, I, I kind of there's so many characters I kind of like she kind of got lost there for a minute for me um I mean, we haven't even mentioned Trace. <laughs> no, no, and he's. I love him and Megan Ori because I mean I've been a fan of her since she was um, Ruby on Once Upon a Time. Right. And uh, Jess Mac Mac Metcalf. I just totally ruined his name there. Jess mm-hmm. Metcalf. He was in one of my favorite movies, which is John Tucker Must Die, and I love that movie. He also paid on Passions for years and I loved him on there too so yeah we haven't even mentioned them let's do Georgia and Kana and then we'll get to the the bulk of the the storylines um I I, and I don't know if it was cause her just showing up but I did not like her at all really I felt like she was very bossy and maybe that came from being um maybe a lieutenant in the military I think they said she was but and she was kind of very um I guess she was trying to take care of her you know fiance she was very dismissive of everybody else's feelings of what happened to Kevin right like I felt like she was like a machine almost like well I think I think they didn't want us to like her you know there's Quite often the characters are written that they don't want us to, you know, like them. Um, you could definitely chalk it up to her military life and and such, and probably the fact that she really didn't want to be um, in that town. And now was she on the defensive because now she's faced with his whole family, who of course is going to think they know better for him than than she does. Um, she she was a hard character to um like but I think they didn't want us to like her because she wasn't going to be around um yeah I'm pretty sure I don't even know if she's even in the second season because I, I didn't read about I, the season because I'm trying to go in blind <laughs> yeah um but you kind of don't see her after she leaves for Daytona <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure what happens I guess we'll find out 
I kind of got the um, impression with the dialogue that comes later on with Kevin and Connor that, you know, they loved each other, but maybe it was a relationship of convenience. They were lonely. They did have feelings for each other. And he maybe he, he thought he would be staying in the military and whatnot and obviously made the choice even before he was injured uh, to leave it. So, you know, there's a, a few things there that just set it up for her to to clash um but i don't think the family really gave her a chance either they you know they had like these moments where it made it seem like they were they had these conversations with her because she was always getting annoyed and 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 storming off and she probably only did that once but um she was she was she was an interesting interesting character but like i said i think she was just designed for us not to get attached I think so, too. I do. Okay, was there any other characters you wanted to discuss before we go into the storylines? Connor. We have to discuss Connor. Connor. Oh, yeah. Our favorite. I think he's both our favorites, though. Connor is my favorite. I love the actor, first of all. Um, He's so happy all the time. And I don't, and I think that goes to a lot to show. I think the actor himself must be like that. I think because so. he's very happy. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy um, when uh, Andrew Francis pops up in, in a TV show or a movie. But Connor was definitely um, my favorite. I see he does a lot of voice work. I let me back up and say about Andrew Francis. So you probably familiar with his voice if you have kids. He's on Ninjago and My Little Pony and, and things like that. Um a lot of My Little Pony, by the way. But he was in a bunch of different shows too. Anyway, um I always I just felt like they were so he was, I think even more than Bree, and even though he was next to last, I think he was your typical middle child. Yeah. Uh, he was often overlooked. He was cut off. They were nasty to him. For like, like, he's trying to help Abby. Like, he's in law school. He's about to take his bar. Like, they left him at the um, putt-putt, <laughs> putt-putt golf place. They, the father was awful to him like that car scene in I think the second or third episode where he's like just go home like, just, like he doesn't want to listen to him he's just completely dismissive of him Abby's dismissive of him the grandmother and, and Brie are constantly telling him you know to, to stop like they don't maybe it's because he comes off as happy as he's saying everything but they just cut off everything he says obviously it's a storyline you know we know that he's going to be you know they're all going to be redeemed and make up and maybe have a big fight but he was he was definitely my favorite character. I felt he was the most real character. Yeah, he was probably the most helpful character out of all of them. Yeah. He was the most normal character. Mm-hmm. Like he was honest about his feelings. I think I think as an actor he showed his emotions better than the other ones. Like you felt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think he just he just plays the part. I'm really I really can't wait to see his his story. You know his storyline grow. My friend that I speak to about it, you know she had she said that he has one of the um. She really enjoyed his storyline, um, his character growth. 
so I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. But he was definitely my favorite. Um, kind of I guess in the way he's the underdog and in, in it, and he always roots for the underdog. <laughs> yes, know, the underdog, right? Yes. Yes, I love him. He's probably one of my favorite characters. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where he goes. <clears throat> and then, let's see. We're going to... What was probably your favorite storyline? So... I mean... There's so many storylines because there's so many people. Um... I mean, obviously, well, we haven't, you know, there's Abby, Trace, Wes, the kids, the little girls in the first the first season, they're adorable. They're, mm-hmm. it's the, the kids, the young ladies are such, such good little actresses. Um, my favorite story. I'll I tell you what, I figure, like, the whole custody battle thing, like, I know that they always make the ex-husband or the ex-boyfriend into... Not a very nice person, but this guy was a legitimate. I mean, he redeems himself towards the end of the season, but he legitimately dates a woman that is in her firm, financial firm, and then you know, there's that whole thing about her, you know, Abby trying to block that merger they had. They had we're trying to do and then come to find out he loses his job but instead of telling her he loses his job he tries to convince her to take the kids out of private school and let him stay in Brooklyn with him without telling her that he's getting in trouble and then you know the DOJ shows up at her office you know questioning her about insider trading and she has no clue what's going on (laughs) and I mean he has, and then he takes her to custody, you know, for the custody battle. Mm-hmm. And in the whole process, he knows he's lost his job because of insider trading and he's being investigated by the DOJ, but he still takes her to court to try to get custody of the kids because he doesn't have any money to pay for the private school is what I was, that's what I was getting from it. He was not a good guy. <laughs> he, he wasn't a good guy at all. And it was a little, it went Docker in a sense than you really expected to do with the whole insider trading and such. And plus, if it didn't make any sense, he was panicking, right? Like, what is he going to do? But how was he going to keep from his ex-wife that he was, you know, he was being investigated and that he was breaking up with whatever it was, Gabrielle or whatever, um, and that she was completely insane because she was the one behind the whole thing, right? Yeah. Misunderstand something. Okay. Yeah, she was behind it. That's what they they found out toward. I think it was the second to the last episode when they were putt putting is when Connor got it out of him, and that it was all Gabriella. Mm-hmm. But still, like he put Abby through the ringer. He could have given her a heads up <laughs> about what was going on. Quite a few pieces of it didn't make sense, and I think that fed into part of how Abby constantly mistreated Mike, Dom, and Connor, you know, you know, over his advice and, and everything. Um, okay, you know, so he, he lost his job. He wanted, he did, so first, before you find it all out, you're like, okay, he, that, that's reasonable. Like, okay, he lost his job. He can't pay for the, the private school. You know, they should make some changes. She offers to pay for it. You know, he says no. And you feel bad, and it's realistic. There's, 
people, adults out there, parents who just can't communicate with each other, you know, um, and everything escalates to a, a fiasco. But then Connor ends up getting him out of, which I think was great. Yeah. Dude hasn't even gotten his bar, you know, results yet. And he's already, you know, arranging this whole thing. Yeah. Um, a bit of redemption for Connor, too. Because, you know, like we said, they kept kind of like blowing him off. Like, you know, he was some child that really didn't, you know, know anything. Um, he swoops in and saves the day. Exactly. You know, Wes. From everything I did, what the little bit I did read, everybody hated West. So I actually expected his storyline to be much worse. You know, like I expect him to be like this violent guy or something. And I'm by no means excusing what the the character did, but let's you know remember people it is a it is a character and that does happen in real life. But um, I mean, you can't redeem him. You can't make excuses for him. You know, because. But there's so many little pieces of it like that didn't, was he panicking? You know, is that why he didn't make any sense? Like, okay, I'm going to bring her to court. And, you know, she's never going to find out that this, you know, that this is happening. And so the that, funny thing is, like, she really doesn't even, even when she questions him and asks him, well, hey, the DOJ showed up at my office asking me questions. You know, they're taking my files. What's going on? He still doesn't really <laughs> explain what's going on. It's like. Right. So was it like he's trying to set her up? You know, yeah. he, he was, was he framing her? And is that why he wanted the kids so that he can play in the, into the, oh, you know, well, she's being investigated. She, you know, she did this. And in another type of storyline, that might have been actually a, you know, really good plot. He sets up the whole thing to bring down his ex wife. There you go. There's a whole new, you know, whole new show for you. So the West thing was a little, it was a really good storyline though. And, I think they, I think everybody acted in it um, fairly well. And of course, at the end, when Connor gets, finally gets the mad the mess and he, West realizes he's never going to work in that industry again. I was actually kind of surprised that they had him say he was going to move closer to um, Chesapeake Shores. So yeah, I think they, he said he was going to move to Baltimore. I'm not sure, but I think that's what he yeah. said. And then, um, of so course, you've got. Trace and Abby. So this is hard because we know what happens. Yeah, he leaves. We we know what happens. He leaves. I don't know why he leaves. I refuse to look up to see. I mean, I know why the actor left. I don't know how the character. Why did the actor leave? Because I was just wondering. I've not I've not looked it up. So what I read was that um, there was obviously a break between filming with Corona and and other issues and whatnot. And he says in an interview, he speaks very highly of everybody, very nicely of of everybody. He loves the cast. He loves the show. Partly it was time. It was time for him to move on. But there were some um, creative differences. The sense I get is that, you know, spoiler alert, if anybody out there like this that hasn't watched this show, I guess this is typical of any show. I'm not I'm not dragging Hallmark because obviously, you know, we love Hallmark. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you have to you know, you get into five years and there's no, like, you're not marrying them off or, you know, any, <laughs> anything like that. Um, I think there was some cre- creative differences. And in this is the fifth season and they're on their third showrunner, he said. And I think that was um, a little difficult. And he was also, he said that even before everything shut down, he sat down and had a conversation um, 
with the new showrunner and people, I'm not dragging the showrunner. I know Jack about anything to do with producing a show, you know? Um, he just felt like there wasn't any um, communication. He didn't have any even input into how they wrote him out. But uh. he he was pretty much kind of over the sense of direction they were taking um, with the character. And he felt that based on what they were doing, he took the character as far as he could. He didn't he didn't say that, you know, Trace will never, ever be back for some any other type of um, closure or whatnot. But that his time on the show after after everything was was done well i hope he still he still does the occasional movie because he's probably one of my favorites yeah i hope paul Mark doesn't turn around and be like uh, oh well you know you left the show bye but i think i don't think it's i don't think he's unhappy with paul Mark as a whole i think it was just the direction that they were taking the character i mean we've all had we've all watched all these shows where you've had these um on again off again relationships bones I was a huge fan of Bones. That took them how long? And then they broke them up and got them back together and broke them up and got them back together. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. you know. um, going back to my childhood, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, how long did it take them to get together? Um, who's the boss? Still don't even know if they were ever together. You know, <laughs> The nanny. The nanny took, oh gosh, I, I've been re-watching that hysterical. Um, so many shows, older ones, new ones. I mean, pretty much everything on the CW is a, a arrow, right? The two of them. Flash, even the superhero shows, everything mm-hmm. ever, and then they're always dragged apart. Obviously, once you get them together, you, you need something to keep them interesting. You don't want the show just to end unless that was the natural, you know, ending point of the show. But sometimes they drag them out, you know, to to no end. And I think from what I'm reading, and again, I didn't read too much. Um, because, like I said, we know what happens. He leaves. So we know that they're not going to be together forever. Um, we're gonna Yeah, get and I think maybe that might be... Like, I've watched this show before. And the mm-hmm. first time I watched it was several... I think it was, like, before the third or fourth season came out. Um, I, I really was into the Trace and Abby storyline. But this time when I was going through it, I struggled. I, I, I like the storyline of them together. The, the you know... And them being together, you know, when they were younger and then things right. happening and then them reconnecting. But um, that's not even like really my favorite. It didn't really fit into the one of my, you know, favorite things about the show. Right. And that could I, be, you know, he left. Right. Yeah. We know that, like, if there's a wedding coming up, but it's, spoiler alert, Bree and David, right? I think. On I think. Right. It's no, not... it's Jess. It's Jess and somebody. It might be the guy that she hired for the to do the um. But I could be wrong because I, I like I, I've been like you. I haven't really tried to watch too much of the. I've never watched the show before until you had the idea that we. <laughs> you know, like I said, been burned. I loved beautiful. Like I said, I loved one for You know, um. Now who's getting? Now I have to know who's getting married. I'm trying to look it up real quick. It's Jess and somebody. I think it's the guy she hired, the David guy that she hired um, for the to be the cook. The whole little love triangle that Bree and Jess had with David, and I think Jess is marrying David. Wait, so Jess ends up with David, not Bree? I thought Bree ended up with him. I thought no, Jess. I- 
I'm pretty sure I think David ends up with Jess. So he starts dating. He so he breaks up with Jess in season one. She dumps him right before she hires him, right? Right. And it says that the sister, you know, that he and the sister have um. Work. I might be completely wrong. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now, so we don't sound like complete wrong. I don't sound like complete idiot because I don't know. We don't. Uh, know. Well, bear with us. So she is, oh, actually, she's the third child, so Kevin's the second. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's younger than Connor? It's Abby, Kevin, Brie, Connor, Jess. Oh, okay, well, we were close. Yeah, we were close. Love the grandma too. I hope I hope she stays. I don't. What's with her accent? I love. She's her. Irish. The whole family's Irish. Well, well, thank you, Amber. I don't mean to be sarcastic, but I know that the name is O'Brien. Oh, okay, her, oh, I'm sorry. Her accent comes and goes. Yeah, it's. I don't know if the actress herself has that accent, or if um. Maybe it's like one of those things once people come over from like another country, they start slowly losing the accent because uh, my mom's best friend married an Australian. And oh. the longer he was over here, the more he lost it. But sometimes you could still catch things when it came out. Like mm. you would hear it, but it kind of washed out after a while. Okay, so we're both completely stupid. It's Kevin who gets married to somebody else to another well obviously to a character I don't know yet I swear I thought that the episodes coming up had Jess marrying somebody but I guess I was wrong unless there's another wedding fill us in people we don't know we don't know I'm gonna have to hit up my friend on Twitter and ask her if she's listening she knows what I'm talking about Uh, it says it's been two months and three weeks Kevin and Sarah got married to give you an idea how long it's been in story on Chesapeake Shores and with Trace already gone by this point just through flashbacks that we see what happened after his and Abby's okay mm-hmm. Jess is marrying David and are and they're currently planning the wedding in the show so just oh, I'm gonna hate this show I'm really <laughs> gonna hate this show and I are you serious so she ends up with David after all she no, ends up me. with David after all well, um, they aren't. I don't think they're married yet on the show. I think they haven't showed that part yet. But yeah, she's getting married to David. So then I don't know what happens to the whole Bree situation because that's kind of awkward. Yeah. I, like that love triangle, that Hated whole storyline, I, I could have done without. It's so teen drama. Which yeah. Is, I know. We it's sound like harsh. vampire diaries. <laughs> Listen it. Right. If we have listeners this week, thank you so much. I don't I don't mean to sound harsh, but I'm forty five. Okay. <laughs> kind of over these love triangles on something. I grew up on soap operas. Nobody did I grew up on As the World Turns and The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless. Yeah. <laughs> nobody does a love triangle like a soap opera. No, nobody but, does. One squeaking in the background, that's my dog. Um 
it's almost so high school in a way. You know what I mean? Like it was yes, something yes, really very... about it. Yeah, Jess and David are engaged. Okay, well I guess season two is gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I give I, I give up this After she was dating him and then broke up so the sister could date him, this I guess we're gonna find out and, and then hires him. <laughs> I guess we're gonna I guess we're gonna find out. So, I mean there's a lot of subplots. There's the love triangle, Jess hires Kevin breaks up with him when hires him to cook even though she can't pay for him. There's this whole thing with the parents, the grandmothers um back and forth with the doctor. Is she hiding something, you know, that's that's going on? Don't tell me, you know, if she, if the character passes away in the, the next seasons, you know. Um not because she's like one of my favorite people. I like the great. grandma. You know, I think Wes pops up here and there. Obviously, he's the girl's father. They're going to bring him back now and again. Um, I only know that from, like, looking at something on uh, IMDb and seeing, like, the character listed in different episodes of the season. Kevin is supposed to marry, excuse me, Georgia. He sends her packing. He's, you know, recovering. So I'm interested, I'm interested to see what Kevin does after leaving the military and how far they go into um, PTSD now that the family has two um, children, adult children, um, with PTSD like um, symptoms, which is extremely, extremely serious. Never joke about it. Um, no, and I, I feel for anybody dealing with that, but I, and I really like the whole storyline of him, you know, being in the military, and you know, then him disappearing, and they couldn't find him, you know, and in the middle of all that, they're dealing with the custody battle with the kids. Here's and, my thing, and I know we interrupt, and I'll work on that, so I apologize. But here's my thing about Kevin being injured and whatnot. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'll admit that I watched some of this while extremely distracted with my seven-year-old niece and other responsibilities. So I apologize. Kevin was injured and disappeared in Afghanistan. I think so. Yes. How the heck did they get him home so quickly? It doesn't happen that way. No, it doesn't really happen that quick. Especially as injured as he was. Especially as injured as he was. And he came off the ambulance looking like they just dragged him out of the field. You know, like they just found him. I mean, not that bad. But I mean, I don't have a whole lot of people in the military in my family. My cousin on my dad's side, he was in the military. He was in Afghanistan and in the other one. I can't remember what it was called. There's a period of time where you're not even allowed, injured or not, you're not even allowed to speak to anybody when you come back. Yeah, especially the hints at what they had, they were having him, you know, do or whatever, whatever he was involved in. That to me is just like, I don't know. I'm gonna let me say this. I give it so far. I give it an eight out of ten. I give it an eight out of ten because not that we even said we were gonna rate it, but I'm just throwing <laughs> throwing that out there because we know what happens with Abby and Trey. So um. I loved the the custody battle storyline. I do think it was very well done. I do think they threw some things in there that kept it fresh and um, kept it different. Um, but the, one of the biggest things, not just with Hallmark, but with most shows, there's some things that are like common sense. Let's try to have it like a little bit re- realistic. You know, most people, you're going to, you know, you watch shows war movies, military shows, or whatnot. Nobody comes home like that. Mm-mm. You know? Not that they quickly. Not, not that quickly. So for me, I think that kind of was like, took me out of it. 
tiny bit, but I love Kevin. I love Brendan um, Penny. How do you not? I love his movies. Um, they're always delightful. He's always so good in them. But that was a little bit like maybe because you because I I do read a lot of like different things like that. I do watch a lot of like um, shows of people who have like military backgrounds and and, and things like that. That was just a little that was a little weird um for me, but it's a very good storyline. I'm interested in seeing like and now knowing that he like he gets married, I'm interested in seeing his story. I'm interested in seeing Connor's story. I mean the great thing is that it is an awesome ensemble. Everybody is very good. My disinterest in some of the characters doesn't have anything to do with the actors or actresses. It's just that I don't I'm not interested at the moment in their storyline. That could change, you know. We'll see what happens with Kevin. I really hope they don't have Bree date him and then he goes back with Jeff. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it when they do that too. Yeah, so, I think they just need to like not let a whole lot of happen between Bree and David before he, Jess and him get back together. Although I think recently there was a Hallmark movie, wasn't there? I have to look up the name where she ended up with the brother, the guy she was going to marry. I have to look that one up. Could have been Lifetime. I can't know how much you watch things. I'm hoping that, that um, Connor gets a love interest. Because, you know, he's one of my favorite. He's probably one of my favorite characters. I hope they give him a love interest soon. I mean, he had that one girl that he took the bar with. But, you know. Yeah, I think. And they said he was interested in, in her. Um, my friend did say that he has some really great um character development so i'm hoping we'll 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 see so okay so before we um so what i gave it the first season eight out of ten you know we didn't even like really i know it sounds weird that we're really not delving into trace and abby but knowing what happens you know like i'm sure we'll talk about them more um in the next episode but there's so many people and there's so many storylines and just knowing what the outcome of that one is, unfortunately, because it's all over Hallmark, you know, that he left the show. Um, it's easier not to invest in that one. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Either you're like, be like, okay, for us watching it at this point, they're not the main characters. Everybody else is like, I'm secretly like, Oh, did the parents get back together? I don't as much as spoilers, I don't care you know like other few things I've read they don't bother me it's not going to ruin what I know I was just googling stuff as you know spoke like oh the parents gonna like get back together they're gonna have a little fling the kid's gonna freak out that's what I want to know yeah really that's what I that's what I want to um there's a quick couple of things that I noticed like from the pilot to like the second episode which your pilot was I think two episodes long really it was like an hour and 45 minute show um did you notice the house completely changed yeah which house did you like better i like the house that they have now it's more of a lake house uh the first one it was more like a it was almost like a i don't even really know more mediterranean i guess because it had the stairs and the columns and stuff like that um which there's nothing wrong with. I like that too, but I feel like for Chesapeake Shores, the house they're in now is much better suited <laughs> for the show. And then I only noticed this because I have a golden retriever and they are by far my favorite dogs, but they changed Axel and it bothered me. <laughs> he was a golden retriever in the first 
pilot episode and then they changed him to a German Shepherd. Not that there's anything wrong with German Shepherds. I love them too, but I was really upset that they took the golden away. It's crazy. About the and dog. I what I was confused. But I'm so I'm really glad you pointed that out. I'm like, is that the same dog? And then I just thought I was I didn't pay enough attention. Oh no, I looked it up because I was like, that's a different dog. <laughs> but I'm like one of those people that I noticed I'm a huge animal lover. I've got four dogs. I love them to death. So you'll probably hear them bark in the background every once in a while during these recordings. But um, that's the first thing I notice is animals. And like, I'm, you know, if they anything happens to an animal on a show, I immediately just tears streaming. Not that I don't get affected when stuff happens to people, but for some reason, you know, the dogs just. I always, that's one of the major things. I always look at the animals in the shows, and I was really upset because they changed it. <laughs> Changing. Uh, and then I think Stella at Live Like Music 5 on our uh, on Twitter, she pointed out, which I didn't even realize, that Brandon Perry and Andrew Francis, which plays Kevin and Connor, were not even in the pilot episode. Yeah. And they weren't, and I think she even said that they weren't even, like, listed as the actors until the second episode. Yeah. I I was glad she pointed that out as, out as well, because I went back and looked. I was like, oh, that's curious. I don't know why they, I don't know why they did that. And it's funny you mentioned Stella, because she's the one that I keep referring to throughout, like, I have to talk to my friends on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> that's who I'm talking about. Um, I have some great conversations about Walmart with her. We like a lot of the same people, but a lot of different people as um as well. Um, and she's actually the one who gave me the idea to make the Instagram. So thank you very much, Stella. I'm going to be getting that this weekend once I get our logo uh, fixed up. Yeah, she gave us. She was uh, tweeting and giving some really good information. I wanted to write down about that because I was I, like, I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, you could be our social media manager. She's like, no. <laughs> like, oh, I wouldn't be good at that. She's a sweetheart. She's a doll. Um, so what do you rate it for season? Uh, I would say I'm going to go a little higher than you and say 9 out of 10. I'm a cold-hearted person, so I think that's why I went with <laughs> the, the, the 8. Also, I've been watching a ton, a ton of Bollywood movies, right? And the chemistry between these actors and actresses is so intense that now when I watch anything else, I feel just a tiny bit let down. Even though it's amazing, these characters, all these actors and actresses, all worked amazingly well together. They really did. You, you did. I really haven't watched it. a whole lot of the Bollywood movies, but the ones that I have watched, I've really liked. So I don't know why I don't watch more of them. Well, the, that's a whole other podcast. Greg will, Greg will kill yeah. us. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> but and Jason would be like, "Don't get her started on anything else." Um, but so yeah, they're just so so they're so so intense, and I'm not knocking these guys because the chemistry is is there. But um, I think I, I I'm gonna stick with my eight. I think it's 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 fair, but I am very very much looking forward to season season two. Um, I want with especially with Connor, the grandmother, and kevin yeah and there's the whole mystery of the ring too the ring that she found that uh Mm -hmm. that trace found underneath the 
floorboards of the church and then you know abby gives it to the grandma but the grandma knows you know that was her ring but i don't think the grandpa (laughs) um you know nick's father gave it to her i think it must have came from whoever she went to visit in ireland stepping out yeah (laughs) i'm awful i'm awful any final thoughts about the show or what's your anything else you're looking forward to that's coming up oh there was one just looking forward to connor's storyline and you know getting deeper into the characters um there's one i'm so sorry people there was one oh please i hope i took a picture of it there was one people are getting very excited um this is not about chesapeake shores i'm jumping a little bit about janelle Parrish and ryan pavey being announced for a um Christmas movie coming to Hallmark. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Twitter is very, very happy. Um, they're thrilled that they're going to be starring in Coyote Creek Christmas. That one. sounds really... Sounds like another outdoorsy one, though. Yes, very outdoorsy. A little Native American grown in there with the coyote creek i don't know maybe because it does um are you familiar with either of them no i'm not familiar with i don't think either of those actors so looking at them i am but with their names i have to look them up so we will look them up and we'll let you know um next week if we know them from, from from anything yeah i'm excited for you know Fall harvest coming up, and then you know what happens after that. I cannot wait for the whole. I can't wait for the list to come out. And now I have somebody to talk to it about. (laughs) These people will hopefully listen to us talk about it. Hopefully they listen to us. Just keep in mind, we are. You know, this is the first time Liz has done it primary, and as you know, the the main host, and I've never done a podcast. This is my first one. So. This is, this is kind of having a, a little bit of fun. Oh, Janelle was on Pretty Little Liars, so she—that's why people are going crazy. Okay, okay, yes, I know she played Mona. Isn't that who that is? I didn't watch the show. I've only I heard great things about it. People love it. What's her um, name? Uh, Janelle Parrish. She was Mo- yes. Yeah. She played Mona, and she was in that movie that I was telling you about last year on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries with she was kind of a she didn't have really have any family and she moves into a house um and the next door neighbor has two kids yes 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 and I bawled like crazy at that movie and um I didn't have any idea that she was as good an actress as she was because she played a good a really interesting character on Pretty Little Liars but you know it was kind of teeny you know high schoolish the you know storylines are kind of so this is how horrible we are maybe we shouldn't even be doing this podcast because ryan's been in like ten thousand of them he was he was donovan darcy in marrying mr darcy and um what's his name ryan uh pavey and he was in um christmas at the plaza i'm very bad with names people most days i don't even know my name um, Christmas at the Plaza, which was a really good one. Oh, yes. Um, I, looking at his picture now, 
like yeah, I remember him very much. I'm He's really a looking cutie. Forward, forward to seeing these two together because I've liked all of his. And I and I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I'm not very familiar with her. I did see her in that one, so I think the two of them, if social media is correct, it's gonna be top notch. Yeah, my major thing is gonna be trying to I I can I can pick an actor or an actress out if I see them and tell you almost everything they've been in. But to know their names, I'm just starting to get <laughs> right, we'll work on that. Work on it, we promise. We'll be better. <laughs> Promise we'll work on it. Like it's a, it's a work in, it's a work in progress. But there are just like in this cast, so many of them, and some of them do look. But that'll be the help of social media as well. Once we get the Instagram, um, and probably the Twitter, um, up and running. So we'll learn as as we go. There's so many Hallmark podcasts out there, and we truly, truly appreciate if you're giving us um your time and listening to us. And we know this better and polished you know podcast out there but yeah this is for the not casual fan we're, we're more than casual fans but this is just for the everyday person who just wants to chit chat about and, and have a little fun um and we hope we hope that you, that you continue listening <laughs> exactly you know hope you have a little, little bit of fun with us we want you to interact with us so any other final words I think I'm good. I think I've gotten everything said um, that we were going to do, and I don't have any other anything else. So I said this on my Facebook, um, but if you're see this posted somewhere, let us know what your favorite scene was from scene or storyline um, from season one is, and even season two. We don't. I don't mind spoilers. I don't know about Amber. Um, let us know out of season one and season two which season you like uh best and i will post that as well when when this is up so again i'm liz Puglisi. you can find me on twitter at lizzie p224 my amazing and fun and so glad we're friends uh amber teasley this is home is where hallmark is the chair shot radio which you can find at the chairshot.com amber where are you on social media um i'm on twitter at um a teasley one and uh, my Instagram is a Markham 1981. My yeah, my Insta and um, Twitter are the same thing, Lizzie P224. So that's it for us for this week. Next week, we'll be back with a review of the two movies that are on this weekend. So excited! Our first two top tens and whatever other craziness we can think to tell you. We're more than happy to take um, ideas for things you want us to talk about, send us some feedback. And we will talk to you again soon. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.